Welcome into Scoops with DannyMac.com and my podcast with Jim Hayes of Fox Sports Midwest. Over the years, I get so many fans asking me about not only the players and the personnel for the various teams, but about the people I work with. As a matter of fact, I probably get more questions about them than anybody else. Jim Hayes is certainly one I get asked about a lot. So in this podcast, we will go into his history of broadcasting and his entertainment background, covering the various sports teams in St. Louis and what brought him to the Gateway City. Podcasts on scoopswithdannymac.com are brought to you by Ryan Kelly, the home loan expert. Schnooks, if you need groceries, think local, shop locally at Schnooks, and by Hotshot Sports Bar and Grill. I want to thank the folks at Hotshots for jumping on as a sponsor. I was affiliated for years with Hotshots, and we've had the chance to reconnect, which is just thrilling for me. Hotshots has been a proud home of sports fans for St. Louis for over 28 years. 11 area locations. You're always close to a Hotshots no matter where you are. So swing by for great food, cold drinks, and all the games all the time. Get more info and find out more at hotshotsnet.com. If you're a Cardinals fan, they have Cardinals specials available during all Cardinals games. If you play fantasy football, you're looking for a place to set up your draft, they have a great, great viewing area for that, a private area at all the different hot shots. And uh, with that, you get special drink orders and food specials and appetizers as well throughout your draft day. Think sports, think locally, think hot shots. Jim Hayes coming up. Hi, I'm Ryan Kelly with thehomeloanexpert.com. There's never been a better time to look at a refinance. Maybe it's time to get rid of the PMI or get some cash out to pay off the credit cards. Five minutes could save you 500 bucks a month. Thehomeloanexpert.com. How did uh, how did broadcasting all start for Jimmy the Cat Hayes? First, I want to apologize for the way I look, Danny. You look great. I'm not shined up by any by. You any look stretch. pretty good, Jimmy. Thank you. Uh, broadcasting started through my family. My dad uh, was a singer early on in his professional career. He was a crooner, and the crooner market kind of dried up, and he had to reinvent himself. And he became a, uh, a guy who acted in, in plays, did some singing there, and eventually got into radio. He's done a million things, hosted game shows. And so that was always in my blood, and my brother went into it. My sister and uh, now myself. Yeah, and and your dad. I, I think it's just a fascinating story. But your dad was in, as you mentioned, entertainment. What was that like as a kid growing up around that? I remember going to some of the shows he was taping, uh, game shows where Tiny Tim was a guest and William Shatner was a guest, and I was just a little guy hiding behind the set. I saw my dad sing on stage. I saw my dad do radio for years, and. I would say he's the most talented guy I ever knew. And unlike me, where, and you know this, Danny, I stress every little detail. My dad was talented, so he just went out and did it and did it better than anybody. He yeah. was great. Yeah, it is interesting, and I don't mean to embarrass you or, or any of that kind of stuff. You do get a little stressed, and it does. I find it kind of funny that your dad is so relaxed doing these things, and he's probably on stage in front of hundreds if not thousands of people doing some of these things where when we do things on television it's different because it's you and a camera it's not you and a studio audience and there's a big difference between the two well for me the and the 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 stress comes with details you're trying to get this guy you've already formatted what you're going to do in a pregame show the stress doesn't come with with doing it but my dad just was a a different animal I think it's because he was so talented that 
nothing could get to him. Whereas I worry about the little details. He just went out and did it thinking to himself, whatever happens, I'll be fine. Where I worry about the, the little details. I, I don't know where that came from. Uh, my dad, far more talented than I'll ever be. And uh, the little stress, I think, is good because it does keep you sharp, though. It, it sounds like you're very proud of your dad. He's awesome. That's he, great. I mean, he, he, he was the most talented person I ever knew. What ever. was he like as a dad? Funny. So it carried I mean, over he was to tough. home life, too? He never, he never hit us, but he let you know when you were getting close. He was the boss. And his nostrils would flare, <laughs> and he would give you a look, and your stomach would just get in knots because there was that fear factor. Even though he never hit us, he did it, I guess, with sort of his persona when he was mad. I try to do that with my son, Tyler. Like, I'm never going to hit that kid. And I'm not judging whether parents spank or not. That's not what it's about. For me, it's not right. But I've tried to emulate my dad's look so Tyler knows, okay, it's it's serious business now. But when he was I, also really funny. I mean, I, I can't tell you the amount of times where I did something stupid in my life, something in school, failed a test, and you'd get to the dinner table, and Dad didn't pull you aside and – lecture you by any stretch what he would do is he would mock you in front of the other kids and i found out humor can be a pretty good weapon and incentive to stay on the straight and narrow uh, you're from new york but i don't sense a uh, new york accent whatsoever how come come on <laughs> come on i don't know i i guess i've been in st louis for 18 years i worked in kansas city before that i worked in wilmington delaware philadelphia so i've traveled a bit Although every once in a while I hear someone say, oh, I could tell you're from New York. I don't know if it's there or not. It's not like I analyze how I sound. But I know when it's time to break into uh, New York gym, I can do it. You've seen that. And tell me, uh, what would it sound like if I upset you right now in New York gym? You talking to me, Danny? Don't mess around. And, and you got the finger point. You got a few rings going. You got the uh, Don't the mess around. <laughs> tell, tell folks uh, your background in, in media and how it all started for Jim Hayes. Boy, I was working... My first job was while I was in college. Uh, my first professional job was in Canandaigua, New York, where I would do news on one station and then DJ on the other. One was automated, so you do the little news cut-in and you had to time out your songs. So there was uh, enough time to go ahead and do a newscast. And it was kind of tough because folks would go on spring break, my buddies, my fraternity pals and all that, and I'd stay back because I had to do radio but I learned a lot there I ended up getting a job in my in my hometown or next to my hometown in Spring Valley doing news tough to jump right into sports like you did Danny I had to do news first did you enjoy the news yeah I did kind of the, the truth is I had to do that because one of the most important things that I learned along the way is writing and writing for news because some of the rules that apply for news writing also apply for sports and I worked at a station in Newburgh, New York. They made me, I was a morning news anchor. The general manager of that station was an old newsman. He was like 70 years old, and he was a real stickler. And I was there for a week, and he came and he said, hey, you're going to be the new news director, congratulations. And then he walked out, didn't tell me about. And then he was on me for two, three months where I get done with a newscast, and he grabbed my scripts out of my hand. He wasn't the most polite guy, but a decent guy. And he would take a red magic marker, and he would mark up my scripts and say, here's how it should have been done, do better. And I'd look at the corrections he made, and he was right. And by doing that every day, literally for months, 
he he taught me how to write more so than I ever learned in in college. Did you ever have to cover um, death, murder, accidents, those kind of things? Yeah, yeah. Uh, That's no fun. A little bit of that early on in my career. Yeah, it's not fun. Sports is a lot more fun because the the drama is placed within the boundaries of the playing field, and every once in a while there's heartbreak associated with sports stories too. But for the most part. The sadness is your team lost and maybe committed three errors. Yeah, and you get over it real quickly. Um, Sports fan, I guess, growing up, were you? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Favorite team fan, big Knicks fan. Mickey Rivers. Let me tell you about Mickey Rivers. You love (laughs) Mickey Rivers. Well, I tell you this story. One of our favorite pizza places at spring training is a place called Lutina's. Oh, I've been there many times with you, Jim. Right by the hotel that we uh, used to stay at. And... They said authentic New York, and I said I told you one day I went in there by myself, and I heard the owner talking about this new piece of memorabilia he got. So I knew it was authentic New York because he was showing one of the other workers, and he goes, "Freaking Mickey Rivers." He didn't say freaking. He did not <laughs> clean it up for the podcast. <laughs> what was your, uh, you know, your background in terms of going to games? Did you go to a lot of games? Oh, I went, went to a lot of Yankee games, a lot of Mets games, even. A uh, few Knicks games; those were a little pricier. But as a kid, yeah, I'd be at one of the ball games. And all you, the time. you told me your dad used to sing the anthem, right? Yeah, yeah. There's a story I wish I could tell. I don't know if I could tell. Go ahead, and fire away. No, I don't think I can. My dad would sing, uh, yeah, the national anthem, and so we get special parking. And one day we went to Yankee Stadium, and he was singing the national anthem, and he was told to park in the players' lot. So he goes in there, and my dad did not suffer fools. We drive in in the family truckster. We had a van or whatever, and all the kids are in the back. And we pull in, and the guy said, yeah, you can't park here. And my dad said, this is the guy who told him, said, park here. I've done it before. I park. You can't park here. It's for the players. My dad said something that was uh, on the ber- on the verge of being uh, cursing. I don't want to repeat it here. Yeah. Uh, but he said that to the guy, pulled in and parked. And the guy just let him be. And that you, was it. You don't mess with my dad. What brought you to the Midwest? Job. Job. Money. I had, job. Well, I mean, I, I got hired. I was working at a, a TV station. So, I, so I, I, I was in Spring Valley, then Delaware. I had to do news uh, at a news radio station. I did sports and then local TV in Delaware. So I get to Philly, and I was like the number three guy. I, I used to say to the other sports media folks that, I was the bottom feeder of Philadelphia television. I was the lowest man on the totem pole because I was the number three guy at the lowest rated station in Philly, but it was Philly. And for me, it was the biggest break ever. And so I was there and the news director who was great to me there called me in and said, Hey, they're bringing in a new general manager. They came from Boston where they fired half the staff and it looks like that's going to happen here. And I'm telling you, cause you're the number three sports guy. Well, I started sending out tapes. I actually lasted longer than the news director who broke that news to me and was fired like a week later. But I started sending out tapes, and I got with uh, Fox that was starting up regional news. And they told me I was either going to be in Kansas City or L.A. And I was like, L.A. would be great. And they said, okay, Kansas City. So that's what brought (laughs) me to the Midwest. And uh, did you have ever – had you ever even thought that, you know, sideline reporting and hosting pre- and post-game shows was the direction that this was going to go when you were hired at Fox? 
No, I thought, Dan, I was going to end up being a big Marvelous star. Yeah. I thought I would be hosting a network show. I just wanted to be in sports, to be honest with you, in some way, because <clears throat> um, I love it so much. And as you know, there's a commitment to it. But once we're working, it's not really work because, you know, we love sports. So that's what I was hoping. I didn't know what direction it would take me. I thought maybe an anchor somewhere, but it's worked out pretty well for me. You enjoy the Cardinals. I do. What a what a break. You know, you could say, hey, you're a sideline guy at age 55. Eh, you're not a, exactly – you know, the biggest star on earth. But it's different with the Cardinals, I think. Being part of the Cardinal broadcast in any capacity uh, is something. And the, the team has been great to me over the years. As you know, I've made friends with some of these guys and stayed friends with them. It's been a great opportunity. What What is it like when you're um, – I, I think I know the answer, but I'd rather ask you. What's it like when you're – at a Cubs Cardinals game, let's say it's nice, it's July, it's summer, uh, people are out early at the ballpark, and you're doing the pregame show. You you wind up doing an interview, and now it's time to walk through the concourse because that's what you have to do at Wrigley Field. You got to walk through all the fans and then get up to the the press box. And Jim Hayes is walking through. What is happening to Jim Hayes during that time? Cardinal fans are great. They say hello. I will say this. St. Louis sometimes... And you always say hi back. I do. I do yeah. Uh, because Cardinal fans have always been nice to me. I know there's some people that are like, oh, I'm eating or whatever. Honestly, Cardinal fans have been so supportive and nice that I just want to show them that the same thing back. I, Chicago, when I first started doing these games, some of the Cubs fans, I thought it was funny. I'm walking around with the Fox mic and some guy says to me, hey, what happened? Couldn't get a job at ESPN. <laughs> I was the only, and I was like, not that's not a bad one. But Cardinal fans, I always have time for them because they've been great. And as you know, Dan, St. Louis doesn't necessarily always embrace folks that come from yeah. other parts of the country. But they've been great to me since day one, and I won't forget that. How did the nickname The Cat come about? Something really dumb. I mean, could it be anything else with me but something that's meaningless? <laughs> I mean, honestly. So as you know, Dan, I do radio on 590 The Fan. It's called The Morning After, the Ryan Kelly Morning After. And I've been doing it for a long time. I did it originally with Tim McKern and, and Martin Kilcoin. Uh, Martin got smart and left the show, and now we do it with Doug Vaughn. It's been on at different stations, but as you know, for 13, 14 yeah. years. So I first started filling in, and this is before we got our own show, but I filled in with Tim a little bit. And Tim, while being a broadcast hero and a wonderful guy, sometimes gets a little discombobulated. So he saw a friend of his dad's at the old 590 station uh, where it was based in Webster that was Johnny, Johnny the Cat, Layton, who owned the building. And I'm sitting there, and he doesn't know me that well because I'm new in town, and he said, Jimmy, Jimmy the Cat Hayes, Johnny the Cat, Jimmy the Cat. That's how it worked. And since I was new at the station... I'd fill in now and then. They go, oh, he's Jimmy the Cat. What? No, I'm not. That's what he. That's what people said. So it. So it started to get a little traction, and then someone at Fox said, "Hey, you know, that nickname, the Cat." And I'm like, "It's not my nickname. I don't call myself the Cat." They go, "Well, they go. That's just for St. Louis. I don't want to hear that on the air." And then I don't know. A few days later, I'm doing an on the field interview. And I throw it back up to booth uh, to the booth, and it was Joe Buck. And Joe Buck said, thanks, the cat. And from that point.
point forward, Fox said, great, you're the cat. You're the cat, yeah. yeah. Joe says you're the cat, you're the cat. That's how it happened. Every time we walk together, I don't care if it's in a city or a ballpark or wherever, I get, hey, Dan, how you doing? Cat, how you doing, cat? It's always the cat. It's always the cat. And, yeah. And, and, and my wife has to deal with that, too, because I can promise you one thing. When I'm home, I'm not the cat. No. So and she's the boss, right? She's the and anyone that says I'm the boss, I'm sure you are. I, I'm not. I'm I'm pretty sure you're not either. I am not. Yeah. So my wife sometimes tells me, yeah, I was over there, and they said, oh, you're Aaron, you're the cat's wife. Oh, it must be great living with a barrel of laughs. And she said, you don't even know. <laughs> hey, St. Louis, Dan McLaughlin here, and I have a scoop for you. Download the Schnooks Rewards app. Trust me, it'll pay off. You shop at Schnooks like normal, earn points on almost everything in the store, and redeem the points for money off. Easy as that. If earning money off your groceries wasn't enough, it also has cool features to make shopping at Schnooks even easier. You can locate items in the store, refill prescriptions, check the weekly ad. It's a grocery game changer. So download Schnooks Rewards from the App Store or Google Play and start saving today. What is it like dealing with the players? I mean, we get a lot of people that are, are listening to this that uh, are Cardinal fans or maybe just general sports fans and, and curious about the business. But uh, in general, just dealing with, with professional players and you, you have done an exceptional, and I mean this sincerely, just an exceptional job of forging relationships in a time and era of sports and television and trying to do games that it's not easy to to have those relationships and you're to be commended. So how do you forge those relationships in dealing with players every day? I wait a lot. There's a lot that's of waiting. What, you know, that's what I say. As we say, it's a hurry up and wait deal. Yeah. It's a, it's a pride swallowing siege sometimes. Mm -hmm. No, the players have been have been great. I think I'm able to establish some sort of relationship with these guys. And I've talked about this with you before. I'm a 55-year-old guy. You know, when the game's over, I want to go nap. You know, I want to go to sleep. I, I don't want to be friends. I want to be work buddies with these guys, if I can. And that doesn't mean if a player's not playing well, you can't ask him about it. That whole rights holder thing, we have fun with it. But I'm pretty sure the questions I ask are, in line with what anyone else would ask, I just do it in a way that's respectful, and I'm not trying to sabotage a guy guys love or, you though. or ambush a guy. And, you know, here's the other thing is I want to have fun. Sometimes in baseball, especially you get to the middle of the season, and this is true, Danny, the storylines are similar from day to day. Now, there's injuries, there's hot streaks, there's other things that change the direction. But many times – the storylines are similar, so you have to kind of seize on things that are a little different. And I've found that if you talk to players about things that may seem silly, they love that because they're asked the same questions day after day after day before games and after games. So in order for me to get them, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sit you down again. Let's talk about this, but I'm after I want to ask you about Whatever it may be, right. the fact that I the nuts and bolts I, of I saw you eating six donuts on a street corner, right. whatever it is, you know, and something just off the beaten path, and I think for them that's refreshing, and that's why I think a lot of times I'll have fun with it. I, I think your best attribute, uh, and you have many, but I think your best attribute is how quick you are on your feet, uh, and the way that re you respond to certain people if things may go a little awry, and you're able to, you know, have a good reaction, a good question, a funny quip. Is that, do you think, your best attribute, being able to, to kind of fly with it on the, the seat of your pants? Yeah, I, don't, I, I just think the best attribute is I show up on time. And, yeah. And the producers and know they're going to get, 
if I promised them this, this, and this, they're going to get it. Like, I'm dependable. Uh, I just try to have fun with it. I don't know if I'm quick or funny. Some people say I'm not. I just try to have fun with it. I always say I take the job seriously, but not myself. How about dealing with Tony LaRusa? Oh, he's great. What was that like? He, here's the thing. Oh, you and Tony don't get along. We were fine. That was showmanship for Tony. Look, there were times after a bad loss where no one's going to ask the first question, so I'll wait in knowing the bullets are going to fly immediately, and they do. And there are times, too, where Tony's reaction was so coarse or so out of line that I'd, I'd laugh during it. Like, there was no fear factor or intimidation. Maybe for the other folks that don't know Tony, but I know what his shtick was. I think he's a, a, a good guy and obviously a great manager. But there were times you knew going in, and there were times, too, where I would kind of wise off back and then feel the wrath of that. One time he was asking me, and it was a standard question. I think it was Kyle Loesch had a rough start, right? So three innings he was gone. So I was like, hey, did you have any thoughts about getting Loesch out of there early? Yeah, like when? And I had to – so I recapped it after he gave up a single, hit a guy, walked a guy, then <laughs> gave up the grand slam to McGee. <laughs> Boom, bing, bong. You know, like I knew it was coming. You also had to dab his, uh, his shaving cream down in Miami. That's my personal favorite, I think. Well, I mean, I felt like, as I recall – they had been in a little rough stretch where they had lost a few. They won a game. Tony comes out because he really didn't care about the cameras. I mean, there were times where we're interviewing him post game, and he's eating oatmeal and watching a, an old, old Western, Western on yeah. TV. So he comes out, and he had just sh- taken a shave. So he's got the remnants on his face, like the outline. and It's on his ears, on his face. And I said, all right, you ready? And I go, hey, you just won a game. Let's look the part. And he goes, what do you mean? I go, you got shaving cream. I don't care. I go, let's clean you up. So <laughs> he had a towel around his, around his shoulders. So I took the towel and I dabbed a little bit. And I recall ESPN because when we feed the tape back, right, it's on satellite for anyone to grab. And, of course, we're not rolling it from the dabbing. Uh, we're right. rolling it at Fox Midwest from his first answer or the first question. But ESPN got a hold of that and put the dabbing on the air as one of their not top tens or something. Did like you that. hear from some people about this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, I think everyone got it. That That's Tony being Tony and me just trying to make them look presentable. Favorite uh, players to deal with? There's a bunch, Danny. Uh, I liked, I love Roland. I loved Holiday. Loesch was great. Lance Lynn was great. I, I, there's so many. Like, I don't want to leave guys off. But there were certain guys that I felt – I could get a little bit more out of. And like with a Matt Holiday, for example, I think Matt Holiday's a really funny guy, clever. And for years, I, and I got to know him a little bit, and for years I would hear, oh, he's a, he's a lead-by-example guy. He's a quiet leader. No. And I felt like I was on a mission to – I've heard him in the clubhouse. I've heard him go after guys. There are times he doesn't shut up in there. Yeah. But he had this image because with the media, Stoic. He, was, he was uncomfortable talking about himself. He was uncomfortable talking about his own exploits. So, oh, you know. And the other thing, too, is, and you know, this wasn't great in my opinion, but Matt lived fairly close to the ballpark, and after some games, he'd split where I felt he should have. So I'd go in early, try to get him, you know, to stick around. But he was a guy that I just felt, I kind of got him to open up and let people see a different side of him. 
What's it like for you? Uh, and I mean this sincerely. We're not digging ditches, but you're working late at nights, getting up early in the morning to do a radio show. How tough is that for you? Danny, I, I don't draw a salary for those. You, you do know, it for I the love it, of sport. Love of sport. Yeah. No, it's not easy, but it's easy by comparison to how a lot of other people have it. Right. It's a commitment. I always say that. You know, players make millions, but what they do takes a commitment. They, too, are away from their families. There are times I don't get to go home and tuck my kid in. I miss that, miss a ball game, hit one of his baseball games when we're on the road. That's that's rough. But other people have it a lot worse, and um, this is how we make a living. And to be honest, you weigh the good and the bad, there's an awful lot of good. Boy, you love your son Tyler, don't you? <laughs> I really do. I know. I, I, I'm, this is not, I'm not trying to put you on the spot. Yeah. I know you're a great dad, and you, you – uh, for people that are listening, you know, Jim is probably getting, I don't know, two, three hours of sleep and then coming home sometimes. And especially in the summer, little guys up. I got four little kids. I know how it is, too. And, you know, you want to get up and spend as much time as you can with them. And that's that's the drawback of the job. You know, we have a great job. It's a wonderful living. Uh, like you said, we're not digging ditches. It's sports. It's something we enjoy. But you are away from your family. And that part's pretty tough, isn't it? You know, as you get a little older, I, I don't hide my age. I start thinking, you know, he's a kid now, and he's getting older. I'm going to miss it. So I, I make it a point, whatever he says, hey, Dad, can we, not to make it sound like that old Harry Chapin song, can we have a catch? Can yeah. we play catch? And I always say yes, because I always think, boy, five years down the line, I'm going to think about this moment yep. and say, why, why didn't I do that? Right. So I make, a, I make it a point. I don't care how tired I am, if he wants to go, throw around the football, baseball, so even I'm not a big soccer guy. He loves it. Kick around the soccer ball. I'm going to do it because those opportunities are not going to last forever. What's left for you to uh, accomplish? I mean, and I, I say this and I mean this sincerely. You've done an awful lot in your career. What else? Is there anything else that you'd like to do? Because me personally, if I had a talk show or if I had a game show, let me tell you, buddy, that's right up your alley. You're my first call. Is Danny, there something you'd like to do? Danny, maybe I should hire you as my agent because I don't, <laughs> I don't think they're knocking on the door to get well, me to, to host. I would love to host a game show. I would love that, to host some kind of show like that. I would love an opportunity. I joked about it on Twitter, and I saw you picked up on it. One of my dream things would be to go to the red carpet and be the greatest and and just let me be me because I don't know a lot of the young actors and, and just go and do stuff there and try to have fun and see if it works. So give all. me an example. A young lady's walking down or a young actor's walking down in the red carpet and they're like, hey, Hayes, uh, we got Joe Blow. What are you doing? Well, if it's some, you know, some lady, I would first say, who are you wearing? And then I would ask if she felt she needed to cover up a little bit because maybe <laughs> she's not dressed appropriately. <laughs> You wouldn't last very long. I just think that would be a great opportunity for me. I don't know if it, anyone else would enjoy it or, or a game show. But to be honest, I, I think eventually you kind of – it's it's like a, a stream. You're a little twig on a stream. It'll take you where you're supposed to go. So I'm probably right in my wheelhouse doing a crummy little AM sports talk show. We call it sports, but it's not all sports. And uh, doing some Cardinals baseball. A few more things. How, how much has the business changed since you first started? Oh, a lot. I mean, the times we live in, in terms of technology advancing, it's amazing. Uh, you you think about it. There was a long time where technology really didn't change very much. Now we're we're watching games on our phone. That's hard to believe. Yep. 
Um, and who knows where it's going to go from here? I, it used to be where if you did a live shot, it was this tremendous undertaking to get it set up and coordinated back when I was doing local news. Now they have some guy with a backpack, and all you got to do is plug it in, and next thing you know, you're live. So that's the, the cool part. I just know wherever technology is, is going, I'm going to see a little bit of it, and then I'm retiring. Do you so. like the business, though? You, you, oh, you, I do. You, know you do I like do. it. You know I do. It's, it's, I've been around it all my life. My brother's in it. My yeah. brother's, he's a suit out in Los Angeles, meaning he fires people for a living. My dad was in it. My little sister is a, a news producer in New Jersey, so I don't think I really had any choice. There, there is something about this business, be it news, sports, whatever, where it's something different pretty much every day. And, you know, we can say the storylines change, but you're interviewing something different or you're doing something different in the stands. And sports, to me, is sort of like the toy department of a news operation. Just have a little fun with it. And, Jimmy, if you got out of it, who would you uh, have the chance to call on a late night in Cincinnati to go over the the recent uh, deadliest catch? (laughs) That's what we do. See, people, oh, you go to all these great cities. Okay, the truth is you might go look around – the first two or three. Yeah. Times. You get take to be a in. certain age. <clears throat> certain things I can't do at home. Again, I am not the boss of my house. Crank the AC because my wife won't have it. She likes warmer temperatures. And watch reality shows like Deadliest Catch, Finding Bigfoot. Um, there, Sasquatch. There's a number of them that, that I watch. It. When I'm home, I get overruled. Like, hey, any chance I could watch? I love Naked and Afraid. That's the one show that my wife will let me watch. I think because some of her friends like it too. But otherwise, we're on the road. That's what I'm doing. Game's over. I'm back in my hotel room, AC cranked, watching Deadliest Catch. You're one of my best friends in the world. I appreciate you doing this, and it's, uh, it's always fun. It really is. What do we do, four hours? Time really flew, Danny. Well, we keep going. <laughs> no, we're good. We're good. <laughs> Hi, I'm Ryan Kelly with thehomeloanexpert.com. There's never been a better time to look at a refinance. Maybe it's time to get rid of the PMI or get some cash out to pay off the credit cards. Five minutes could save you 500 bucks a month. Thehomeloanexpert.com. Always fun to visit with one of my best friends, GMAs. If you're new to scoopswithdannymac.com, I have game previews before every Cardinals game. There's Mondays with Mo. That's an interview with the Cardinals president of baseball operations, John Mosellock. Also, every Tuesday and Friday, there's the Minor League Report with Brian Walton, an update on the Cardinals minor league system. This has been brought to you by Schnooks, Ryan Kelly, and Hot Shots. Thanks for visiting scoopswithdannymac.com.